0: Good evening, this is Quintus Curtius here, and this is the uh, Fortress of the Mind podcast. Here, The title of this podcast is going to be Illusions of Fitness and Delusions of Preparedness. Illusions of Fitness and Delusions of Preparedness. And I've got a lot of subjects to talk about because I've been tweeting about these these subjects most of the day today, and I just wanted to kind of tie everything together with a little bit of an audio presentation here. So, Allow me to do that. Let me start out here with a with a little story. Just bear with me as, as I kind of go through this story that I referenced earlier today on Twitter. It's something that's called the Minnesota Experiment. And this refers to an experiment that was conducted in 1944 by some scientists in the United States. What they did was they recruited 36 military-age men and put them on a monitored, exercise program they had them walking upstairs carrying suitcases for weights Uh, they had them do um, treadmill time various gradients all sorts of things like that they would adjust also the the speed of the treadmill the the humidity the the heat and so on so on and the subjects were fed two, two meals a day, mostly vegetables, very little meat and dairy products. And their intake of this food was gradually reduced as the experiment went on. This was a, The purpose of the experiment was to, was to see what the effects of starvation was on the human body. But keep in mind, these were volunteers. These were not POWs. These were not um, prisoners in, in jails. They These were actual volunteers. Okay, they were... They were housed in uh, the stadium at the University of Minnesota. They were not isolated with each other. In fact, they were even encouraged to uh, to socialize. They were given time off. They could even take classes if they wanted to. They could keep a diary. They could go out on dates. And they were told ahead of time that, they, that the experiment was only going to take uh, 24 weeks, which is, what, six months. So even so, even with all that, four of the thirty-six participant volunteers could not even make it. Okay, the thirty-two who stayed, who stayed and, and completed the experiment, they they had finished. Uh, th- their weight had dropped on average like twenty-five percent. Okay, their clothes hung off them like sacks. Their hair was starting to fall out. Their fitness dropped to almost. Um, uh, like t- dropped like 85% of what it was. Their coordination was bad. they were they were accident prone, clumsy on their feet. They gave up very early very what was very interesting about the experiment was very early on the subjects lost interest in, in they lost interest in any sort of extra curricular activities, playing cards, reading, socializing. everyone kind of withdrew into themselves their uh, their sex drive wasted away they they were fixated on food all they talked about was food and they um uh, they 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 snapped at people they were very short tempered uh you know interesting thing a lot of them just compensated by smoking a lot there was a lot of smoking one guy went through i think like 30 packs a day if you can believe that uh, a lot of them lost interest in hygiene, which was interesting to me. They lost; they just stopped washing, stopped taking care of themselves. And they became very, very combative with each other, very devious. They would steal from each other. They would try to screw each other over. They would do all sorts of devious things. And, uh, you know, one guy even completely lost his mind. One guy got a hold of an axe and chopped off three fingers of his left hand and he could not remember if he had done it deliberately or or um, or accidentally. Now keep in mind this was a controlled experiment in in the United States. This was not in a prisoner of war camp. This was not under duress. This was in the United States where people were free to leave at any time Even so, the results of the experiment were pretty horrifying when you look at everything. But I said, like I said on Twitter today, this was in 1944. This was only 24 weeks. By the time this this experiment was made, there were POWs who had been in Japanese prison camps starving for over two years, two years, with no end in sight with no end in sight, and you have to ask yourself, what what kind of mental will does it take to go on in conditions like that? What kind of strength, what kind of fortitude does it take to go on? And you can't help but compare the men of that generation to our own generation. You say to yourself, I wonder if our guys could hold up as well, or would they turn on each other? Would they rat each other out? Would they stab each other in the back? Would they curry favor with the enemy to gain privileges? Because I'll tell you what, some of the things I've seen over the past year and a half in this country, have really made me wonder. You know, with the the chicken shit, cowardly uh, inability to admit that the media and the politicians were wrong about COVID and about all those things, the uh, backstabbing, the ass covering, the weaselliness. Uh, you know, we like to think that under in a real crisis we would all come together, but I don't know. Sometimes I really wonder. Sometimes I really wonder if if this congenital failure we've had to train people in real fitness, in real character, in real uh, moral development is going to have unavoidable consequences, and we're going to pay the, a high, high price for those consequences. So, how does this tie into other things? Well, I guess it just goes to ties into the subject that you know fitness is not cosmetic looks being fit well it's part of it okay it's part and look i'm not knocking on weightlifters or, i think it's great i think it's i think it's very good for men and women to have a healthy concern for their bodies i've been saying that ever since i started writing i've never disputed that well all i am saying is that it's very easy to cross the line into into thinking that this illusion of fitness that just because you're you're taking uh supplements or uh you know other enhancers or even if you're not if you just you know run around and lift a lot of weights and you're you're bulked up and that somehow you're physically fit and and ready to take on the world you're not you're not because i think what i and i I say that from my own experience because when i go to the gym and i lift weights as well i'm not like some huge guy but i i you know I, i train naturally um, you know, I, I'm a member of a gym. I go there uh, multiple times a week and I see a lot of guys that they don't look fit at all. They think they if they walk around with this arrogant, condescending demeanor, walking around, you know, with these arm cut off T-shirts and slamming weights around, acting like tough guys. And I say to these guys, I say to myself, you know, you don't fucking you don't, you're not in shape. You know they're big and they're bulked, but these guys look like they couldn't even run a fucking mile without collapsing. And this is the type of people that we're breeding. And I, and I I'm sorry, but I'm gonna I'm gonna call out some shit here. I see a lot of this in our corner of social media. A lot of these guys with the post physique and all this bullshit. Uh, that's fine up to a point. You know it's a joke and we joke about it and haha it's great and that's great. It's it's fine up to a point, but at some point. Some of these guys need to be told, uh, you know, that's only one dimension of the equation, man. You got to you got to do other things. You got to be able to to last under adversity because, you know, make no mistake. Hard times are coming. I don't know how I I don't have any rational reason for saying that, but I just feel it. The past year has has sown a lot of real concerns in the back of my mind. And I just think that uh, we're in for it. I think hard times are coming. How, who, what, where, when, or how, I don't know. And I'm not going to get into those speculations. That's not what this is about. But you're not always going to have the luxury of an air-conditioned fucking gym to train in. You're not always going to have the luxury of having fucking barbells and dumbbells and machines to run around on and look pretty on and, and think, you're like, all oh, pose like a fucking tough guy. All right. You're not tough. You're not fucking tough. Okay. You're not always going to, you're not going to have those luxuries. Okay. You know, when the lockdown started and my gym was closed, for example, again, this is from a guy, I go to, I go to the gym on a regular basis. I go there, frankly, more for just psychological, just to vary things up just to, because I do believe in, in psychological, I don't think you can do the same thing all the time. I think you have to mix shit up. You can't just run on the, on the street all the time. It's good to, you, you know, I can use the pool. I can run on the track. I can use the weights. I can do all sorts of things. So I do it for variety. But the, a lot of these guys, yeah, that's all they do, and they've convinced themselves somehow that they're fit, that they're in shape, and and nobody tells them otherwise because the shit has never gone down. What are you going to do when when there is no power? When you've got a, when you've got to uh, you've got to climb over the rubble of what once was your house to get something, and you've got or you have to carry. Uh, large loads for long distances and your feet and your legs aren't used to doing that, what are you going to do then? I know, I know. You're, the answer is, oh, well, I'll, I'll cross that bridge when I get to it and I don't know. I mean, it's never going to happen. And, uh, well, you know what? If if anything that the last year and a half has taught us is that that anything can happen. And then when and when it does happen, it happens with, with surprising speed and rapidity. And you're not going to have time to make adjustments. You're not going to have time to uh, play all these fucking games. So consider it. Just think about it. Just think about that. You know, I'm reading right now a, um, a very, very good story. And I've told you also, or I've suggested, uh, that you should read accounts of prison camp survival stories of people that have survived in prison camps or even prisons in general or jails or escapes from jails or prisons. It's important to start thinking like a scrounger. It's important to start thinking like a a scrounger or a hustler or someone who's gonna do anything that he needs to do to survive because hard times are gonna be coming. And we don't know in what form those things are are going to take. So you need to have a repository of equipment in the back of your brain so that when things do go down, you will be somewhat ready. I mean, no one's ever going to be fully ready. But when um, this book that I'm, or this audio book that I'm listening to, it's about Dieter Denglers, uh, who is a a Vietnam pilot who was shot down in uh, over Vietnam was taken prisoner by the Patet Lao, which is a, a Laotian communist group. And he escaped from this prison that he was being held in there. And he was extremely malnourished. He was down to like a hundred pounds by the time he was rescued. But what saved him was his ability to endure. What saved him was his ability to go long distances uh, on, on little food, on little sleep, with uh, with a bare minimum of equipment. He didn't. He didn't. These guys. That's a, this, a lot of these. These guys that are military trained. They don't. I mean, yeah. There are a lot of. There are a lot of huge. Uh, muscular dudes, and there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, but the guys that, that truly are trained in the operational and tactical arts, if you look at them, they're very lithe and, and slender and endurance-based. It's a whole different set of skill sets. And I'm just saying it's something that you should consider. It's something you should think about. Because what saved him and what kept him alive in his hour of need was his conditioning, his endurance-based conditioning. And I remember reading also in another book about POW survivors. uh, It's called Prisoners of the Japanese by the Australian writer Gavin Dawes. I've talked about this book before. It's a very, very good book. He says some guys couldn't take the fact, some guys that were big and muscular could not cope with the fact that their bodies were starting to disintegrate in captivity when when they had to live on one bowl of rice a day one or two bowls of rice a day and they were used to they took pride in their muscular physiques they went to pieces mentally when they saw all that evaporate and it can very easily evaporate can very easily evaporate here's another example here's another example uh if you read the book um oh um river of doubt by uh, candace millard which discusses Theodore Roosevelt's expedition in the Amazon. One of the members of the Brazilian team who was accompanying the expedition was a thief and a liar and a fraud. He was um, a guy, I forget what his name was, but he was a very another one of these very vain, self-important guys who took pride in his you know, muscular build and all that stuff. And he started to preserve, when food started to become scarce, he started to steal food from the supply train. He started to steal food from the others to fuck his buddies over, to preserve his own uh, constitution. So while everyone else was growing thin, he was maintaining his shape and it engendered a lot of hatred. And eventually he, uh, he was also mentally weak. Guys like that usually are. A lot of these big physique guys are usually mentally soft is what I've experienced. I'm sorry, you know, you don't want to hear it. You're going to fucking hear it. But that's been my experience. Uh, a lot of these guys are just not very mentally tough. They just can't take punishment. They can't take suffering. Um, and they just, they just go to pieces. And anyway, this guy, uh, he eventually got into it. I guess the, the captain or the, one of the, the, the chief of the expedition, the Brazilian guy caught him stealing and punched him in the face. Because, you know, in 1914, that's how that's how you saw it. Well, they probably still do that now in Brazil. <laughs> that's the, that's how they would still solve it down there. But, you know, he got into a fight. And this guy picked up a gun and shot him. He shot when the thief got punched in the face. He got, he got physically reprimanded. He couldn't take it, being the pussy that he was, uh, the muscular pussy that he was. He couldn't take it, so he picked up a gun and shot the boss. And then he escaped into the jungle. And uh, Rondon... And Roosevelt just abandoned him and said, "You're dead. You're fucking dead." So they let him. They let him just basically expire in the jungle. I mean, no one really knows exactly what happened to him, but it's presumed that he um, he he never made it back. He never made it back. So, so the point is, as you can tell, is that we need to start coming up with different definitions of fitness in our little corner here. We have to stop with this fixation on physical appearance. Because goods of the body, as the philosophers say, as Cicero says, uh, physical goods and goods of the body are fine, but they are no substitute for moral goods. They are no substitute for moral goods. And by that, we can take that to mean mental toughness, fortitude. Physical goods, goods of the body, are not substitutes for mental toughness for fortitude and You can criticize that all you want. You can rationalize that away. You can Scoff at that idea, but you need to hear it anyway and uh, You know as as I said this also on Twitter the older I get I I start to think that there's a lot of wisdom in that the old Marine Corps physical fitness test that I kind of grew up with you know the which consisted of three events I guess they've changed it a little bit since the 80s and 90s, but it had three events. It was Push up. I'm sorry. A pull ups, uh, sit ups, and a three mile run. The pull ups to max that out was 20. You could do. You had to do 20 20 pull ups um, with no time limit. And um, I understand they've increased it recently to like 23 because I guess too many people were maxing it. Um, and to improve in that, you know, it, it was to improve on to your pull up time or your your pull up count. It was pretty easy to do that if you just did pull-ups, you know, cable lat pull-downs, or you did pull-ups with added weight, you know, a vest or a belt or or barbell between your leg or dumbbell between your legs, whatever, a weight between your legs, let's just say, your, between your knees. Um, you know, sit-ups were pretty easy. That no one really had a, much of a problem doing that. You just just did different different sets of sit-ups. But the three-mile run was 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 uh, was tough that was hard to get a high to max that that's not easy at all uh especially now i think a lot of guys are less running fit than they used to be but uh you know you got to mix distance distance running with you know sprints wind sprints fartlek uh, training um interval training it takes it takes a lot of effort but it, it can be done it can be done so anyway the point of this podcast has been to we need to start thinking a little bit differently about physical fitness and and preparedness because the luxuries that you have now the luxuries that you enjoy that you take for granted you're not going to have these in the future you are not going to have them when the lockdown started last year in february or march of last year of 2020 my gym was closed you know what i, what I did i developed other techniques i went i, I ran outside I did pull-ups on tree branches and I was trolling around looking looking for good trees, tree, tree boughs to do uh, chin ups to do pull-ups on. Yeah, that's what it's but you know what? it turned out to be a very pleasant experience because I got it, it put me in touch with other things, you know just the beauty of appreciating nature, of working out outdoors again and it made me reevaluate a lot of things as well. So it turned out to be a net positive for me. So, um, so those are the thoughts. And I think we'll leave it at that. I'm Quintus Curtius, good night.